Hey y'all, before we jump into today's episode, we would like to invite you to a special event we're hosting on May 30th called Women in Whiskey. Join us for an adult field trip filled with Southern fun at the Jack Daniels Distillery right here in our home state of Tennessee. Get ready to learn while sipping. We will be taking a private tour of the distillery, enjoy a barbecue lunch on the beautiful hillside, and partake in early happy hour with cocktails provided by Jack Daniels as we listen in on a conversation with women who work in the industry. The conversation will be led by yours truly, your hosts of the Steel Magnolias podcast. Learn more about the event at steelmagnoliaspodcast.com. You can grab your tickets there and we cannot wait to see you on May 30th. And now on with the show. Hello, friends. We've got a treat for you today. I made my first road trip to the Mississippi Delta, and we are going to share our thoughts on that trip with you today. And also, it's June. So if you're not getting our newsletter, this is the perfect time to sign up to get that. Sit back, get your glass of tea, and meet me at the table. I'm Lainey. And I'm Laura Beth. And we are... Steel Magnolias. The strength of steel with the grace of a magnolia. We are here to have uplifting conversations about life in the South. And we've got plenty of room at our table. So pull up a chair. All right, we're back to report in on <laughs> our weekend road trip. We so got fun. We got away for the weekend, as did maybe some people listening. It's memori- coming off of Memorial Day weekend. So we decided to go visit the Mississippi Delta. because and We just did two nights. It wasn't yes. like the three or four night right. thing. Yeah. Right. But we've never spent any time down there. Know, we have talked so about good. places down there on the podcast. But we were just wanting to go experience it for ourselves. That's right. And, and since was, we live in Franklin, we decided at least one way we're going on the trace, the Natchez Trace. Yes. So we took the Natchez Trace from Franklin all the way to... Tupelo. Tupelo, yes. So that was... Um, what did we say it was? Was that like closer to five hours for us? Four and a, We had some stops. Yeah. But, um, you know, it's not an interstate, so you're not flying. Right. What's the speed limit? 50 is the most. Yeah. Yeah. But we had great uh, weather. Well, we had great weather after we got through the rain. But low traffic. I was surprised that we didn't encounter more motorcycles and families out picnicking. Yeah. So we had a good day that we picked to go down. And I'm so glad we did it that way. I am too. And I wanted to mention a resource that that I had that we used. Now we did a whole episode on the Natchez Trace. Yeah. So if you're going to drive it, check that episode out. But um, this is put out by the Natchez Trace. Um, it's their websites, www.scenictrace.com. Yes. And this is called Explore the Natchez Trace, a unique journey from Natchez to Nashville. So obviously it's backwards to what right the direction what we, we were going, but that's easy to But that's technically see. the way people say it's, it goes. Right. That's like... <laughs> we're the end. On yes. the end. Yes. Right. Um, anyway, it has some great information in this resource. If you're going to make the drive, it's worth picking up at your, you know, at, either from their site or if you're at a visitor center that happens to have one. Yeah. Because it has different itineraries for different 
things you might want to do if you're interested in the American Indian sites or the Civil War sites or um, outdoor adventures, that kind of thing. And it even has mile marker stops. Nice. You know, things you might want to see. But we just kind of based a lot of our stops on restroom needs. Yes. And we were... And we got lucky, I think, or else they're all awesome. We were full <laughs> we, we were full on gas, so we never had to make a gas stop. And I would highly recommend filling up before you jump on. Because you're not sure where you're going to get yeah, some. Yeah. Spread out between stops. But yeah, that stop we made was awesome. What was it called? We stopped at what they called just a picnic area called Glen Rock Branch, milepost 364.5. A lot of things are by milepost because those are marked along the way. Yeah. Oh my gosh, it was beautiful. Beautiful. Creek and just, it was just a beautiful setting. Yeah, just a very small little hill to walk down that was gravel. So, I mean, it was Yeah, easy to get down down there. Yeah. Good bathroom stop. It's picnic, like picnic area if you wanted to have your lunch there. Yeah. Yeah, so I would say include that in a trip for sure. It was a sweet little stop. And another stop we made just happened to be the FAR, P-H-A-R-R, Mounds. Yes. A burial site um, of old. Yeah. (laughs) Um, And that would be important in the American Indian um, itinerary. Yeah. Anyway. Good signage to tell you a little history nuggets along the way. We did not make a stop in Tupelo to see Elvis's home. But if that's something important to you, that would be. No. And if we'd had more time, I also would have done the Muscle Shoals stop off. So we dipped into Alabama just for a little bit. And then most of it was Mississippi. Yeah. Yeah. So we went straight to Oxford, Mississippi. Cut across off the Natchez and went over to Oxford. And we drove straight to the home of William Faulkner. Yes. A renowned novelist, which uh, the home is called Rowan Oak. Right. Because of the name of the tree. It was built circa 1848. Oh, look at you go. So from, well, I just took notes along the way, you know. (laughs) I wouldn't have known this beforehand. So from 1930 to 1962... This was um, Faulkner's home, and he named it for the Rowan Tree, which was a symbol of security and peace. So it's now maintained as a literary landmark, and we noticed also that it had been added to the National, um, what is the National title? Historic Place? That means it was very important in the, um, like, form, like in American in culture. The, yes, the formation of the United States. Yeah. Yes. Yeah big deal that is a big deal it was such a beautiful property now it was closed to inside tours we could walk around yeah, the outside go in, in the house closed because of covid right. normally they do tours and the grounds just were so pretty beautiful enough that i was still glad we stopped just to see that yeah there's even um a path around the home that typically you would be able to do if the home was open that's called the Bailey's Bailey's Woods Trail. Okay. So like if you wanted to plan in a little short walk. Yeah. From just getting out of the car. Yeah. That was one thing we were excited to just stretch our legs yes. and walk around and see pretty trees. But yes. 
So we had already noticed all the beautiful magnolia trees as we got off the highway. We were already seeing them in the front yards of so many homes and, of course, all around different big properties. And they are the magnolia state. I don't think I even realized Mississippi was the magnolia state, but I see why. everywhere. I absolutely see why. And I loved that um, on their historic... Um, landmark signs mm-hmm. it had a big magnolia I know. they were the, some of the prettiest I've ever seen yeah like those signs yes not just a plain old green or something yes it was like really pretty yes I think they're blue I can't remember but yeah anyway yeah, yeah. so that was a great stop and then we went to the square in Oxford yes, yes. yeah and it's an adorable square so I mean, cute my goodness yeah they've got all kinds of shops boutiques lots of cool little just I don't know, little nooks and cranny kind of spots, I would say, like um, little bars and yeah, just, yeah, just a very famous bookstore called Square Books. So in fact, there was Square Books, Square Books Junior, off Square Books. Yeah, that was like the clearance. discount. Yeah. Um, Anyway, we hit the Square Books Junior and the Square Books. (laughs) Yes. And um, yeah, so, you know, just a privately owned bookstore. And they have a lot of book signings at this bookstore. They must. Yeah. So because of that, they have a lot of signed copies available. So if you're looking for a signed copy of a book, that would be a great place to check. Yeah. Um, Yeah, because you could probably order it from them. I would would guess. Yeah. I would think so. And um, I just also wanted to mention early on from the get-go, John Grisham being a Mississippi guy, um, he's always done a lot of book signings for Square Books. Yeah. So if you're a Grisham fan, you may have already been there. Yeah, to see him. But um, yeah, I was surprised at the number of signed books they had available. Yeah, um, Elizabeth High School's book was there. Yeah, Elizabeth <laughs> we Passarella just, wasn't yes, she there hers too? Was there too. Yeah. Signed copies. Yeah. So. Two guests we've had on recently. And I ventured up to the second floor because I was curious to see what their Southern culture section looked like. That's kind of the only section I spent much time in. Okay. And it was cool to see different titles that I don't see carried everywhere. Okay. So that's just one of those things with, a, you know, an independent bookstore that you do get is just a little bit uniqueness of either local authors or some sort of niche topic that you can tell they kind of own. Yeah. And yes, so, that's true. Um, like the one I think here in Franklin, I feel like they own up good history sections. Yeah, Civil War stuff, yeah. that kind of thing. So right. there's just that uniqueness too to, to popping in and seeing titles that you might not have ever heard of, but that you might be interested in if that's a topic that you like. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I think there's more to say about the square just in the sense of there's a lot of clothing stores. Yeah. Would you say, would you use the word preppy? There was a lot of preppy oh, for sure. clothing yes. in that area. Like, yes. I just felt like a lot of it, that was kind of the look, was yes. a very preppy look. Yes. Um, Hinton and Hinton that had both a men's and a women's store. Yeah. Um, we had heard of Cicada, so we popped in there. I didn't stay long. It was out of my league, price-wise. That's but. right. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, there's home goods store, just all kinds of, all kinds of shopping. But yes, when we got hungry, boy, did we hit hit a home run. We sure did. We've talked about this place on our catfish episode, <laughs> and we got to go experience it for ourselves. Taylor Grocery. Taylor Grocery in Taylor, Mississippi. I even kept my Very menu. close to Oxford. Oh, cool. I kept the menu. Good so let's for talk you. about that. 
Well, for this purpose. I yeah, won't, yeah. I won't keep it. Like, you're not in a scra- scrapbook. You're not scrapbooking <laughs> it. <laughs> but um, let's just give them as best we can a taste. Ha ha. Okay. Appetizers go from everything from red beans and rice to oysters to gumbo. I mean, come on. Yeah. That's Southern. Um, we all got the catfish. Yes. And I would say I think it's the best catfish I've ever had. Ditto. For um, sure. Because I loved that breading. It was like a light breading, but it had a teeny, I don't know if they put ca- a little bit of cayenne or it something. tasted like that. Yeah. So, yeah. oops. So good. Um, And basically with the catfish, your order, like it's about how much do you want? And do you want it filleted or the whole yeah. catfish? Yeah. Um, We all got fillets. Yeah. And it came with two sides and hush pu- four hush puppies. Those hush puppies were good. And y'all, are you ready for this? So the small fillet plate, which was the two catfish fillets with two sides and hush puppies, $9. $9. If you wanted four, and those were teeny little catfish fillets. So if you're yeah. like really, really, really hungry, I would yeah. do the full. Yeah. Plate, um, that was 13 Yeah. <laughs> Amazing price. Which makes it taste even better even to me. Better. Live <laughs> music. There was yeah. live music. And they were singing all kinds of just, I mean, I have a little video where they're singing the song Fried Green Tomatoes. Yeah. Just so fun. Um, Very much a dive place. Oh, totally a dive. So we sat outside as we wa- waited for our table and it looked like we were just kind of at a rundown train depot. Exactly. Right. That's exactly what it looked like. You know. And uh, one thing we will mention that I thought was funny was people just came in with solo cups with their cocktails yep. or something. We didn't like, get the memo to bring bring your own, but open containers were Clearly, no Clearly, big deal. People came in yeah. with wine glasses. Yeah. Like, I've never seen anything <laughs> quite like this. Um, yeah, that was hilarious. Um, if you're not a catfish person, they do have steak, chicken, shrimp, and oysters, um, pork tenderloin, um, a chef salad. Like, there's other things you can get. I don't know why you wouldn't get the catfish, but anyway. And then desserts. We have the chocolate cobbler. That's good. Because you don't see that on every menu. They yeah. have Peach cobbler, pecan pie, very southern choices. Yes. Um, yeah. So it was I a just great experience. It was a great experience. It was quintessential southern. So you much. know, just very friendly southern waitresses running around the band, like you said, the t-shirts for sale. You know, yeah. just all of it. It was very, very southern experience. Yes. And then we stayed on campus. Yes, that was a just kind of came upon in looking for a hotel and that was great and campus being the university of mississippi aka old miss Miss. is it a marriott property no 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 who owned that i can't remember but it was i felt like it was just independent okay i kind of even wondered if it had formerly been a dorm just based on some of the layout of some of the maybe rooms but i don't know that for sure but yeah we were on campus so it was it served our needs very yeah. well. Yeah. So it was a large, large hotel, the Inn at Old Miss, and we stayed just, just our first night there. But we were able to then um, explore campus. Yeah. Really easy. Get to see where the Grove is. It wasn't in its full-blown tailgate experience yeah. glory. But one thing we did notice when as soon as we were in Oxford is it... From the locals, it could have been game day just based on everybody. How many people had on still wearing old Miss, Miss stuff. stuff? Like I don't wear Tennessee stuff year round. No, 
It's usually just football season. Right. Um, and I so know that, that there is baseball stuff going on. Sure. But not for, to the extent of the number of what we saw. No, we saw everything. So, yeah. So that, that was, was kind of fun. Fun, because I still felt like everybody was, you know. It shows how much they love their local school, yeah. too. Yeah, yeah. Um, and did you feel like, like, it was a lot of, like, men in nice Ole Miss golf shirts? Oh, Like, yeah. it was good looking. Yes, yes. Um, they could have gone to the Masters in what they had <laughs> exactly. on, for sure. Yes. Exactly. Maybe they got it on some PGA Tour stop. I don't know. But, yeah. So funny. Well, I just had to see the sorority row. Because yes. being that I was in that in a sorority in Kappa Delta, I just, I knew, I've heard that it's next level down there. Well, it is. <laughs> We've confirmed it's next level it's down next there. Level. I don't know what their dues are. I guarantee it's more than Western Kentucky. More than mine were. But those homes are like something straight out of a magazine. Yeah. The Kappa Delta house from the front is beautiful, but from the side, oh my word. So from the front, it's, you know, it's a White House, columns. Stately. Very state, stately. Very stately. Great. Great way to say that. But from the side, it's like three levels, and it's all got a porch lined with rocking chairs, all three levels. Yes. That was the glory point. When we turned back, and we were like, whoa, wait, look, look at, at the backside. Yeah. So yeah. I've, I've since looked up a few pictures. Oh, you And have? you can see that often they'll take the picture at an angle, so you see that. Uh-huh. Not just a straight on, because straight on it's pretty but it's not as you don't get the you don't see how big it is yeah so that was fun for me to see very cool and yeah like you said the grove was not you know in its glory tailgates but you could see why you could so tell and there's like a big pavilion i'm guessing they have you know music going and i bet it is something else you could see why it is quite the spot so one day (laughs) we'll get down there for a game day but yeah we could still experience it that was awesome. And see why it's so amazing. And then we had breakfast the next yes. day, right? And, you know, we were kind of open to where we wanted to go, but we landed on a place called Big Bad Breakfast. Yes. Um, John Currents is the chef who's in charge of this restaurant that I now know has multiple locations, including a new one in Franklin, Tennessee. Yeah. So we would drove to Oxford and had breakfast at somewhere we now have down the road. But that's okay. <laughs> that's that okay. I believe Oxford was the first. And um, yeah, so I thought that I had read it had like a, or I thought that I had heard it had a Cajun flair. I didn't sense I didn't that, that other than the bacon was Tabasco bacon. Yeah. So that I guess could be considered Cajun. Maybe they had a few more things like that that, that we, we just didn't, didn't necessarily notice. Have on I got own. chicken and waffles. I got a cat head biscuit with bacon and eggs and cheese. Yeah. It was so good. Um, good coffee, of course. Can mm-hmm. a place make it without good coffee if it's a breakfast place? I know, right? <laughs> yeah. Again, cute t-shirts. Such cute t-shirts. I was even almost wanting to get one of those t-shirts. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I would recommend that spot. It, it did have a wait, and the wait got even longer after we had eaten. Yeah. Like, you yeah. know, I think ours was 30 minutes, but it was on, was it on over an hour? It was Saturday morning, though, wasn't it? Yeah. It was yes. Saturday morning. So on a so holiday weekend. So keep that weekend. in mind if you go. Yeah. But I would say that was a good spot for breakfast. Get us full for our journey ahead. Yes. All right. So from Oxford, we drove over to Clarksdale, Mississippi, which we, of course, have also mentioned on this podcast with our Delta Blues episode. Yes. 
it's um, one of the most quintessential um, cities to see if you're a blues fan. Absolutely. Um, because the surrounding areas is where a lot of these blues musicians grew up. Yes. But Clarksdale's also a place that's just um, where a lot of the biggest stuff came out of. Sure. So um, there's a couple of spots that are no longer open um, that we didn't get to see because they're no longer open. Poe Monkeys being one of them. Mm-hmm. But um, one of the famous i guess now blues clubs is called ground zero yes and that well hold up i said that we would start there let's start with where when we drove into clarksdale the very first thing that happened oh good i'm glad you're gonna say this because this set the tone it totally set the tone and i just it's one of my favorite moments from the whole trip me too we are coming down this road that's yeah getting close getting close to the town square and this man is got a sign. Yeah, I, I thought it was actually for a car wash that yes, they were waving like, oh, people in, yeah, like who, for a car wash, a fundraising car wash kind of a thing. So we pull in, and his sign says "Free Prayer." Mm-hmm. Um, and he's saying, "Would you? Do you guys need prayer? Would you like prayer? Mm-hmm. Drive, drive through prayer. Drive through That's prayer. what his sign said. Drive through prayer. Yeah." We pull in. Yeah. <laughs> My husband was driving. That blinker went on. Like, you we were betcha. like, sure. Yeah. So they just guided us right through their parking lot. Like, they kind of had some cones set up and a couple of tents. And, and was there, like, three teams, I think? I think so. Like, three separate teams so they could do three cars at a time. And this was their church parking lot that they were using. And I actually have a paper that one of the ladies handed me, Laura Beth. Okay. So where so were we? It was St. James Temple, Church of God in Christ. Um, Elder Willie Bay's junior pastor. So Love this it. is who was doing this. They have um, a 1030 morning worship service. So we, um, yeah, it was so sweet. They were these, so sweet. They, they just like you stay in your car. Like yeah, it you literally have to get out. Drive through prayer. You roll just, your windows down. They ask like, do you need prayer for healing? Do you need specific prayer, you know, prayer specific for anything? Or just, do you just want prayer? Yeah. So we just said, just we just, just want prayer. Yeah, yeah. I did think it was interesting that she prayed for, you know, um, healing and for sickness to dry up in our bodies because Philip wasn't feeling yeah. well and you weren't feeling yeah. great. So we had a cold or something. We're still fighting <laughs> something. Yeah. Anyway, it was precious. I'm on their mailing list now. So I, I don't it. know if I'll hear much from them. But if I do, that'll be fun to get some mail from them. And I thought it was sweet that Jacob got to you know just even see all of that going yeah. down it was yeah. really sweet yeah good people so that kind of set the tone and I loved that because I was thinking hmm in a place where you may be trying to get uh, you know some touch point with some hard to reach people whether they're just trying to go to a club or mm-hmm. they're in hard times financially that's sort of the extremities that we saw yeah for th- sure in this area what a great and easy touch point to just say, you don't have to come even in the church. Just That's drive right. through. Drive through prayer. So that was a great, I would I say, entry so into the city. Because just around the corner, then we were seeing our destination, which, yeah. as you mentioned, was the Ground Zero Blues Club. So Clarksdale, Mississippi has long been described as Ground Zero for blues fans and experts. And so people say, you know, it all started there. So that's why it's called Ground Zero Blues Club. But this club was built to 
preserve and bring a place, a large place even. It was a large club. Yeah, it is a large club. To celebrate the area's blues history in a venue that it can continue. Because as you just mentioned, a lot of the really, really famous places are no longer even open. Yeah. So um, a guy by the name of Bill Luckett, Morgan Freeman. Yes, that Morgan Freeman. (laughs) Um, Eric Meyer and Howard Stovall. They, those four guys opened the Ground Zero Blues Club and they are just striving to keep that Delta Blues experience alive for yeah. people. So that was cool. We, we, we were there during the day. So it was hopping. I mean, there was live music happening. Um, it, I felt fine taking Jacob in there. You know, I did too. Like, I he thought was, it was, he was the only kid in there. I mean, it's not like it's, uh, it wasn't. It's not a family uh, restaurant. I guess I just it was mean like it wasn't dark and right. It yeah. was you know yeah. well lit. Yeah, you know. I think the largeness of it is what made it made me feel okay to bring. Him yes, in. Does it did feel like yes. It, it wasn't did. like a dive where we went down the stairs or like you're saying. It was really it was what, well it was lit bright and everything. The band that was playing, he was totally smitten with this harmonica. Yes. Because he has a harmonica. And yeah. He's tried to play it a little bit, but I think it was neat for him to see it being played well. Yes, very well. Um, So that was fun. And of course, you know, you saw all kinds of people in there. Yeah. You know, black, white, rich, mm-hmm. poor. I mean, mm-hmm. just everybody in there. Um, And again, because it's kind of a well-known spot lots of t-shirt sales and yeah things like that but you know we didn't eat there but I think their food's supposed to be pretty decent like if you wanted to make that your lunch spot um it has a very southern menu and yeah you know they're open Wednesday through Saturday okay Wednesday and Thursday evening only though so if you're wanting to go during the day go Friday or Saturday yeah they open as early as 11 a.m on Friday and Saturday. And we were there pretty shortly after that. Yeah, we and were. And it was already full. It was. Now so, that I'm thinking of that, that's yeah. kind of interesting. It is right across the street from the Delta Blues Museum. Yes. Um, which is not a real big museum, but um, they have, you know, some instruments to see and, yeah. you know, some of that kind of stuff. And then they do have a little gift shop. Yeah. Um, but again, if you're going to make your way to Clarksdale, those are two good spots to hit because... There's not going to be a lot, a long list of beyond those two things that we have to tell you, <laughs> you know. Well, like, that's true. To go so see. there is a little town where yeah. we, you, we walked around. Yeah. And um, actually, that was kind of hard for me to say. It was sad. Knowing how important of a place this is. Yeah. Because boarded up stores, yeah. broken yes. glass, potholes in all the parking lots. Yeah. Just not... Um, thriving no in that way because the the structures were there so at one point there has been it has been community and yeah, life an old happening. theater that looked like it hadn't I mean on the sign there was something that was from October of 2020 so yeah. it's not yeah got anything really going no. on um we saw uh, this is just a funny kind of thing that happens in a town like this little cat eating outside of a little shop um that caught Jacob's eye yep and so we talked to this guy who's standing outside that puts the cat food out. We just start a little conversation with him 
Jacob says, can we go in there to this little tiny, tiny shop? Leave it to a three-year-old to just right. make, make friends. Build the agenda for the day, right? Oh, okay. We're going in here now. And so we go into this little harmonica shop. This guy makes custom harmonicas. Yeah. And he tells us he's made them for Ozzy Osbourne, Dan Aykroyd. And, you know, I mean, I'm kind of thinking like, oh, that's cool. I mean, I'm, why would he lie? I'm sure that's true. Yes, but I was like, Ozzy Osbourne plays harmonica. Like, there were some things where I was just like, huh? Is this right? What story but is this? he had this? pictures with famous people in yeah. his little shop. I mean, y'all, it was little. Little. Yeah. And there's like two barber chairs. Did you notice these barber chairs on a tire? Where you could sit. Yeah. And other than that, there's nowhere to sit in the store. No. And it was a, like, you break it, you buy it situation, too. Mm-hmm. Like, because not everything was for sale. Some of it was just his collectibles. His memorabilia. It's a very odd experience. Yeah. Anyway. So, we, I did get that his name was Deke. Yeah. <laughs> Don't know his last, you didn't know his last name, but we're just chatting it up. So, do I just go ahead and say this now? Well, I mean... <laughs> I guess so. Leave it to us. Sorry, we don't know all of the blues history, but oops, we didn't realize that we were standing next to or talking to Decarp. I guess he's pretty legendary because right across the street on the mural that's painted for the city, it's got people listed like Almond Brothers, Mavis Staples, BB King, Muddy Waters, Decarp. Decarp. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> John Lee Hooker, Robert Johnson. Like, the list continues. Like, oh. I know every one of those names except Descartes. Okay. And that's who we met. That's so, who we there you go. Talk to. So, I guess he has done a little worldwide touring. Yeah, when he said he toured the world, I guess he was not kidding. Um, we didn't get down to the B.B. King Museum. I think that's Greenville. Okay, yeah, But if yeah, you're yeah. a B.B. King fan, you should head that there would be for fun. sure. We just did the best we could with our time. But um, we did see Reds. So let's just talk about that before we leave. Clarkson yeah, that was, <laughs> we walked over to it. It was walking distance from Ground Zero. Yeah. Like four minute walk. Uh, I was shocked. Because I've heard of Reds as a juke joint. Mm-hmm. Um, infamous, famous, whatever you want to say, juke joint. Uh You'll drive right by this and not know that's what it is. Oh, absolutely. It is a total dive. Yeah. There's a smoker out front. The um, You can barely even see the sign painted that says reds you on there. You can't because there's an awning that overhang. Well, I guess he'd call that an awning. There's I mean, like y'all. some metal, something metal. No hanging. window, not a window to be seen. I bet it's so dark in there. It wasn't open because it doesn't even crack the door till 730. It says um, Levine Music Center on the brick. I'm just <laughs> zooming into a photo because you really can't see this, the Reds Blues Club sign because of this metal thing hanging. Well, it's a very, you know, popular spot for the blues but i'm just saying you would drive by and never know it and i don't know if i would have even seen it if it was dark this is in the daylight yeah um but anyway we got some pictures there it wasn't open yet and then we walked down to a little playground and met the most delightful people oh my gosh while jacob played with their with all their kids and this is the exact experience that i was thinking about when we were talking to them that came up when we had our interview with the Thrasher brothers that they said, you don't have to go to museums or, yes. you know, 
the the larger event venues, you got to just talk to talk the people, to the people. Well, of the South. And that's, again, that's like our was. experience over at the church and our experience yes. on the playground. It really is the people yeah. that make the South so great. So we met some just sweet friends. And, you know, there again, kids always bridge the gap, don't they? So they're they doing do. cartwheels together. So it gives us talking to the yep. their parents and... um just sweet people. And I was so grateful for the recommendation of on our way to Greenwood, Mississippi, stop in Sumner. Oh, we wouldn't have stopped if no. this guy hadn't told us to. Again, another thing that like talking to a local, sometimes us locals, wherever you live, forget that a story that made headlines and is huge in your mind doesn't always get to the whole country right you know and it's sad to think that because some of these well, headlines it, yeah are big it deal. got to the whole country but not in this day and age because it was in the 50s yeah so uh, anyway that was um the Emmett Till trial yes this young boy 14 years old was brutally murdered in so- this little bitty town so and this was August 1955. 55. Yeah, um, so I've never even heard of Sumner, Mississippi. That's where the trial took place. All white jury. Um, and the two murderers. It's so obvious that they were the murderers. You can look the story up. I don't even want to talk about it. It's so, it's not uplifting. No, all. it's not at all. Um, but it's so obvious that they were the murderers and they got off scot-free. And um, one of the things that was famous about this story is the they I think that people were trying to hurriedly get this pushed through, yeah, and so they wanted to get this kid buried pretty quickly. Mm. And the mother, I mean, I just think this is so brave of her. Had he they, he was from Chicago. He was visiting yeah. his uncle when yeah. he was in this Mississippi town, and the mother had the body shipped back to Chicago and had an open casket funeral. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that was what was so shocking for yeah. people to see how horrible it was. Um, but so brave. Too. That's very brave of her. And yeah, that that's a message that need, needed to be sent and. and Still does. Still does, unfortunately. But we've come a long way. Um, we have. And, you know, we we said our own prayer there on the mm-hmm. at the courthouse because we were led to that place for a reason, not to just take a picture and move on. So yeah. we, you know, we said our prayer. And, and God wanted us there. That's why we had the conversation on the playground, too. Exactly. I mean, so, man, I was so glad we got to stop yeah, there. That was that was important. Um. Yeah, so that was a stop, and then we made it to Greenwood. Greenwood, Mississippi, the cotton capital of the world. Didn't know that until I, I read that, that on was their Natchez, sign. So. I know. Well, anyway. They're claiming it in Greenwood. <laughs> so Greenwood, Mississippi, again, small, small town. Did I read population 18,000? I think I did. I feel like you said that at one point. Yeah, yeah. So, um small town that had been highly recommended to us by some friends also home to the, the viking the viking 
um, culinary institute and apply that's where all of the viking appliances are made yeah so we saw viking on several different buildings you know because there's a lot of employees even a health its own health center for the viking employees yes. like it's it's a big part of their economy there yeah um so if you want to buy american you might have to spend a little more but yeah. nice 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 appliances yes yeah, but we got to see the culinary, like where they do the classes, uh, cooking classes. So cool. And, um, you know, there's a shop there if you wanted to buy some nice kitchen gear. Mm-hmm. So I wouldn't say it's even as big as a Williams-Sonoma store or anything, but no. it's decent size and yeah. lots of cute kitchen things. Yeah. And the town is precious, but yet frozen in time you said that phrase and i'm like it is totally frozen in time like eerie like if you were looking for something to (laughs) be the backdrop that needed to look like the 1960s for like a photo shoot or say a A film or a film (laughs) for instance the help that was shot there this is the perfect place, and I completely see why. Absolutely. All they had to do was pull some old cars into the street, and right. you've got the 1960s That's again. Right. I mean, it was weird, y'all. Yeah, that was that was pretty, um, pretty fun to see. Yeah. So we did go and make some just drive-by self-guided uh, touring of different locations from the Help movie that had been shot there. We saw Skeeter's house. That's oh the main gosh. character. We saw the exterior of the, of Skeeter's house, which is a beautiful plantation that let us drive through the driveway. It was so fun because we did we weren't going to do that. And there was a little sign that says, help yourself. Yeah. Tour. Uh, what did it say? I don't remember exactly but how it, it was. It's a allowing you to drive through. Yeah, it, it's a because it's a circular driveway. Yeah, and so yeah, we just drove right up and drove right out. But it was really cool to get to see it closer than just from the road. Because I it mean, had so trees thank covering. you to those people for that little sign because we never would have done that without the sign. But Laura Beth, as you know, I watched it, rewatched the help last night, I and wish... I was squealing. Are you serious? Because we there's two scenes where it's them pulling in, oh like gosh. or somebody pulling in that drive, and I'm like, I just did that That's this morning. Crazy. How weird is that? Like I literally had just done it that morning. I love that. So you do need to rewatch it, it, and it's you're going to squeal. It's one of my favorite films. Um, we saw the Lee Fault home, which is sort of the famous ending to the film. Oh. Um, very yeah. sad scene of yeah, I teared up last night. The character it. that um, Viola Jackson plays, parting ways to the child that she's poured life into that whole film. So that was wild mm-hmm. to see. We saw the exterior of the house that Olivia, um, Viola, did I say her name right just now? Viola Jackson? No. So there's... Viola Davis. Excuse me. Viola Davis. Yes. And Octavia Spencer. Yes. Those are the two. Okay. Gosh, I don't know why that just left me. Well, me too. So we saw the exterior of Viola Davis's house. She plays that character, Abilene, I think is her name. Yeah. So we saw oh, her, the exterior of her home, as well as the church that they attend. Yes. It's um, a fun part of that film that, you know, the church kind of comes alongside them to celebrate once the story makes its way out into a book form. Yes. And we got to see that, too. So we you, get to see four 
spots. Yeah, and there was a there was a couple other. Well, we saw the bookstore. It's not open, but where the book is in the window. Yeah, we did see that. And then there was a couple of other scenes, Laura Beth, that I was like, uh, that was in that area. Like, I don't know that exactly we drove where right it was, by. but I know it was right in that area. Okay. That kind of thing. Yeah. And you were right. The house at the very end, you were talking about her making that walk. And it totally was like the Oh, that corner. corner that that sticks with me long, in that yeah. movie. It really does. That um, movie is so great. That's a good. That's a. I wanted to absolutely smack what's her name tilly tilly she's awful <laughs> i just <laughs> she got that big old sore on her mouth towards the end of the movie yeah. and I just, yeah so yeah one of the things that stood out to me the most about skeeter's house is the i remember in that movie how wide that screen door is on the front porch mom said that door is beautiful it is and i'm like it actually is it's beautiful <laughs> yeah so um yeah. yeah, it was. You need to do a rewatch because you'll just be giddy. I will. That you just saw this Maybe yesterday. I'll do that tonight or tomorrow. yeah, it's yeah. awesome. Um, so I have one other thing I had to say that was hilarious. I got we, we had booked our hotels, figured out where we're going for this trip, and I get the June July gardening gun. And what do you think's in there? Hmm. Mississippi. Well, always what we're gonna do. I am not kidding. On page one oh eight, they have a journey into the heart of mississippi trip to um clarksdale and oxford Nuh-uh. so yes. it's not even jackson or natchez it's literally the same cities we i'm went not to. even kidding wow and then on page turn wow to page 114 and there is a man talking about um driving from yazoo city to greenwood mississippi what that's crazy so I just have to keep telling myself that we're relevant, that we're not copying. That's right. We're relevant <laughs> because I get frustrated where I'm like, this was our idea. Yes. <laughs> and here we go. Looking like we're copying. One oh of the my magazines. gosh. I'm so, so glad that I got to see the state of Mississippi because I thought, well, I'm saying the state. Some of. Some of Mississippi. A touch of it. Yeah. Because I thought it was just going to feel like Tennessee, but have different restaurants and shops. No. no, it's different. Completely different. Yeah. The South has so many different twists and turns to it. It really does. It's just amazing. So, yeah, I'm so glad I've experienced it because it's different than I thought. It's better in some ways. It was harder in some ways. And I, I think I think y'all need to spend some time in the Delta. It's very, very interesting it is and now next up I, I still want to get down further down yeah you know at some point in fact when I was looking at our at our ma- route I'm like oh Natchez is too far for a two couple night yeah. trip like yeah. that almost would be better with New Orleans it's so far down agree you know yes pair that with New Orleans or something gonna, like that yeah. but um yeah so good many trip. more fun journeys good to be trip. had good trip yeah all right well Here's to summer and road trips and all the things that y'all are getting into. Can't wait to hear where y'all are going this summer. And until then, peace be with you. And also with y'all.